So, and the way that he describes what we've been discussing in terms of academia, he writes that against Freud, this perception says that one should assert the conceptual and ethical primacy of melancholy. In the process of loss, there is always a remainder which cannot be integrated through the work of mourning. And the ultimate fidelity is fidelity to this remainder. remainder. Uh, mourning is a kind of betrayal, uh, the second killing of the lost object, while melancholic subject remains faithful to the lost object, refusing to renounce his or her attachment to it. And his example of this is quite interesting, or one of his examples is in the, in the postmodern era, one's relationship to one's own cultural or ethnic roots mm -hmm. that at the point where cultural and ethnic groups enter capitalist modernization and are under threat that their specific legacy will be swallowed up by the new global order they should not renounce their tradition through mourning but retain their melancholic attachment attachment to their lost roots uh, and i think we'd be doing a kind of american academia style uh pretending if we didn't acknowledge that this is clearly how a lot of people view their identity at this at this moment and marx talks about this in the communist manifesto the way that capitalism sweeps away the old traditions and the old forms zizek points out that the kind of x that's instantiated by this erasure of old forms expressed through ex example of malcolm x who instead of adopting an, another name um, in place of his slave name put an x which Zizek mm -hmm. points out is kind of the universal function like this that stands mm -hmm. in for these. So rather than, rather than an acknowledgement of a lost, like something lost, mm -hmm. it's an instantiation of, well, we'll of get lack. to it, but a lack. You know, because this is Zizek's point about subjectivity as well, is that it doesn't have to do with the stuff that's supposed to fill in the subject. It's the lack in the subject that creates the, that cuts across in a universalizing mm -hmm. way. Zizek points out that like, the, the rootlessness of today's subject coincides with the, with the kind of ontological rootlessness of subjectivity itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the same dynamic that, that Marx was talking about with capitalism. Like, yes, capitalism sweeps away the old forms, um, but in doing so, it creates the, the class of its own grave diggers. Yeah, and now we're just, we're just affirming the very loss that coincides with capitalism, right? Like rather than trying to like account, like, like Malcolm X kind of uh, like accept the impasse of our identity and the present and history, there's through the loss that comes along with, or the, um, the loss of those traditions that comes along with capitalism, we're like still playing that game. We're like, we're following that loss and trying to access it rather than adopting mm -hmm. a different way forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe we can get to the text. No. Maybe just to um, link this conversation is what Zizek writes. He says, melancholy is thus an exquisitely postmodern stance. The stance that allows us to survive in a global society by maintaining the appearance of fidelity to our lost roots. Damn, that's a good point. 
Okay, so what's awry here? What's theoretically wrong with this assertion of melancholy? The mistake of the melancholic, Zizek points out, is that is is to treat the lost object as if it has a, a, a positive existence of its own. Mm-hmm. So there's a basic confusion between loss and lack. Right. Uh, insofar, Zizek writes, as the object cause of desire is originally in a constitutive way lacking, melancholy interprets this lack as a loss, as if the object lacking were once possessed and then lost. Mm. Yeah, we lost, yeah, we lost a thing, but for Zizek, or in this, okay, in this kind of ideological sense, we lost something cohesive, something yeah. accessible. Uh, like that- a, like a, a tradition, a, uh, our roots. We've lost our yeah. roots. Well, I think it's really interesting. The distinction here between loss and lack, the distinction between loss of, of a coherent positive thing, one's roots, etc., between that and something that is constitutively lacking, something that was lacking, that is lacking now and was lacking then. Well, like, I think we can make the observation that it's rather than a lost kind of cohesive, true existence, Jesus is promoting lack, but he's doing it like there is a theoretical underpinning to that because of the way that desire is structured. Yeah, but before we get to desire, like, yeah, here's a nice quote. Melancholy obfuscates the fact that the object is lacking from the very beginning that its emergence coincides with its lack and that this object is nothing but the positivization of a void slash lack and in that sense is purely anamorphic and does not exist in itself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's it's the very presence of an absence that the melancholic is fixated on. It possesses it in its very loss itself. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, in some ways, it doesn't exactly matter what the object is, and yet it's only possible through the object. Right. So like, yeah. there's a little shout out to Graham Greene, which I thought was nice because I've never seen him written, write about him before. Mm-hmm. We've both recently read Graham Greene books. All right. But you read, actually, you read that book, right? I read that. I read like half of it. Honestly, not very good, but I have it on my kitchen counter, but Peter said it's not very good, so I'm probably not going to read it. <laughs> I, th- I believe I called it Frivolous. <laughs> I stand by that. The third man is really good. That's great. Okay, so so there's a kind of paradox here. Did we? I'm not sure if we said this quote, but uh, the deceitful translation of a lack into a loss enables us to assert our possession of the object. What we never possess can also never be lost. The melancholic, in his unconditional fixation of the lost object, in a way possesses its it in its very loss. There's not even the desire in, you know, if we think of the lost tradition, there's not fully the desire to like exist completely within it, but the desire to hold on to it as something that you've lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it also refuses to like come to terms with, for one thing, that, that sort of deadlock there, antagonism. It's but like also it refuses to find, it, do, it doesn't want to find a way out of it. And yeah, it's like that horrible YouTube video we came across where this person is like living as if they're in like pre or like early colonial America. Uh-huh. They're like badly doing everything that that comes along with like roughing it out in the like the frontier, but it's like they're clearly like. Come on, come on. 